right, my talkers are almost there. The 4th of July weekend is right around the corner, and Lori and Julia are here to spice it up. If any of you have already started to party a little bit, or maybe you're on your way to the cabin. That's right. It is the first day of the happiest month of the year. Yes. July is the happiest month of the year, and it's July 1st. And today kicks off, they said on Good Morning America, today and tomorrow are the busiest air travel days. And then Monday the 5th will be the busiest air travel day. So if you are flying on Sun Country, they let uh, their uh, customers know this morning that they had a third-party system outage. It sounded to me like it had something to do with like scheduling or... Anyway, it wasn't their reservation system, but they're having to manually do a lot of stuff that would that's automated because mm-hmm. of the system. So they're letting people change flights without a fee, and they know oh, nice. it's their fault with a third party. But follow them on Twitter for up-to-the-date should you be flying on Sun Country today or tomorrow. Right, and and they only had to cancel a couple flights, right. but it's just taking longer, and they're offering waived um, change yeah. fees for any travel beginning today through July 6th. Yeah, and hope people don't want to have to change it. So, but no, if they right. should they have to or whatever. So that's 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 good. But anyway, I saw that on Twitter this morning. I'm like, oh, that's uh, kind of refreshing because when the uh, third party system outage that happened, like Southwest. It wasn't. It, was, it might have been it Southwest. Was it United it was so, Southwest. Southwest. Yeah, yeah they they were not too upfront about it, and then their customers were tweeting it. So Sun Country, that's a much better way of handling Taking care that. Of it. Good well, PR let, move for sure. Yeah, and you can make your know. yeah, and you can make your changes online at the My Trips under and the Sun Country website. Yes. So very easy. Mm-hmm. No, I would like to give everybody something easy on the eyes before we talk <laughs> about <laughs> the video that you gave us. I'm gonna show and tell for the okay. The so, YouTubers. so Lori is showing a picture of a Colton Underwood. Is that Colton Underwood? That's Colton Underwood, and no pun he's, intended. He's holding a, a leather jacket over uh, the the jewels that he owns. And is this um, the new and scarf? It, it's like a scarf for a woman, or you know, the sheer posing with the sheer scarf. Now, this is. Grant, if you want to do your photo at home for your girlfriend, uh-huh. just get yourself your leather jacket and, and put on some spray. Okay, on so he's he's got he's just standing there naked with a little leather jacket in front of his, I, his man. I heartily approve of so, all of this. So Colton has come out and said he wants nothing to do with the bachelor That's right. community. And That's I'm thinking right. they probably don't want a lot to do with you either right now. He's got a show coming out. Okay. He's got a documentary. That's, that's right that's on Netflix. Out. Mm-hmm. Ari, I didn't know that was Colton. I thought that was the guy from Sex Life. <laughs> oh, you did? Yes. At he, first, when we, uh, we were talking about it this morning, I did as well. But yeah. then, Does I, he look like the guy from Sex Life? Well, you know, it's a black and white photo. Remove the jacket and you might be able to tell. Yeah, right. Julia, thank <laughs> so, you for sending so me last the night, photo, <laughs> the video. So we, had over, we talked about this yesterday on the show, the new... Um, Sex positive show on Netflix called Sex Slash Life. And it's a story of a woman, her current relationship in marriage, and then her, her previous one with this hot record producer. Her flashbacks, too. So I, Lori and Grant were both supposed to watch it last night. Right. Neither of you did. No. So I, um, I had, I watched it a little bit, mm-hmm. the third episode, which is where the the shower scene that we've been talking about and all the world has been talking about on the internet. 19 minutes and 48 seconds, seconds in. in. To the third episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and I sent you a video. And yeah, I just and said, I watched it three times, and every time I said, "Wow, wowza, and wowzer!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy crap! And your friend sent you a my, text. Well, my friend uh, Babs, she was listening to us yesterday, very intrigued with the conversation about sex life. <laughs> Started watching it last night. She said, regarding the shower scene, well, let's just say I will be thinking about the shower scene forever. From one man to another? Uh huh. <laughs> nice job, buddy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, people. Right. No, that's just, and, yeah. And the shower, yeah. Mm-hmm. But are, are you still liking the show? You're yeah, intrigued I, with the whole I, yeah. love triangle storyline. Yeah, I just, you know. Mm-hmm. Is it. Is it the acting and the storyline, or is it the... Um... It's a little bit of everything, okay. and I'm just, it, I'm going to say there's not a lot of thinking involved. I got home from a horrendous tennis match that the first set only took like 27 minutes, Wow, which was how bad I was. I couldn't hit the court. That's, uh, that's, we call and that's that pretty eating. big. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't hit the side of a barn. I couldn't hit anything, <laughs> and I was so bad. I was so embarrassed for my partner. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just apparently need to play more than once a week, which I've been down to lately. And so I got home, and I put a little bit of that on, and then, then I had to go watch the tennis. Yeah. The I reruns, because I'm kind of obsessed. It's euphoria-inducing. Uh, it is. Coco Goff, our American 17-year-old, made it through the second round today. Nice. And um, she also... Just found out that she made it to, on the U.S. Olympic team. I thought we knew that. I didn't know that. People just said, I guess I didn't okay. know that she was going. All right. But she's the youngest. Well, so um, Serena said she hoped she wasn't on the team because if she was on the team, it's a mistake. She doesn't want to go. People don't yeah. want to go because travel, uh, tennis is already an international sports as it is. You yeah. play people from all different right. countries. So if you haven't been before, there's a group of women from the U.S. that haven't been before. So I think they're all excited. Yeah. Well, there was some exciting news, just speaking of penises, since we oh, showed Oh, my <laughs> word. People. No. I love you, Lori. No. No. Oh, my gosh. Well. Uh, what was, why did Colton do that, first of all? Julia, be, for and the good of the world. A little thirst, the, a little what, thirst trap the right there. And where did he post that on Instagram, or what did he, what is his caption? What difference like does it make happy you, July? Don't argue with a racy <laughs> nude photo shoot with a strategically placed leather jacket. Holy hell. Get a grip. Just en- enjoy the moment. Did enjoy he have, it. Was there a message underneath yeah, it? Why? You're like a little kid. Why? Why, <laughs> would, someone post why would you look this he, gift horse in the mouth? His message was feeling good or looking good, feeling good there is what his right. message All was. Right. So this guy, a frisky UK fellow, made medical and sexual history Uh-oh. after accidentally snapping his penis, penis lengthwise during a disastrous session in the sack. Oh. We present, it, this was in the British Medical Journal, which I was reading for theories and study of dog. Yeah. Take that job so seriously. I know I you can't do. Tell I'm, you. I'm so impressed. <laughs> and when I saw a vertical penile fracture, I kept reading. So it's the first documented case of a vertical penile fracture <laughs> sustained by a 40-year-old man during sexual intercourse. Uh, the anonymous rompers... Um, you know, his penis buckled against uh, the par- his partner's perineum, you know, the area yeah, yeah, between yeah, yeah. the oh, uh, mm-hmm. Paduski and the yep. genitals. Mm-hmm. It was an ill-timed thrust, let's put it that way. <laughs> ill-timed thrust! <laughs> and he broke it. <laughs> and he broke it vertically, and... Uh, Ouch. This, it was unusual, because he just had minor swelling. There wasn't the 
popping or cracking sound that people get when they break it the other direction, with very common with phallic fractures. Sure. <laughs> His erection just faded gradually. And um, anyway, but he knew something was wrong, and he did get erective surgery. <laughs> As opposed to elective. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's been able to recover, and his, uh, he doesn't have any you know significant penile curvature or anything. But uh, there is a long-term study, a 20-year study, that the two positions that endanger penises the most, where you have the most chance of having a phallic fracture, are... Doggy style and man on top. Those are the oh, yeah. penile mm-hmm. fracture. Okay. You've been warned. Mm-hmm. I have been warned. Oh, I've Lori, thank you notes. for giving everyone that safety guidance going into the holiday festive weekend. You're a giver. I thank the British <laughs> Medical <laughs> Journal. You're a giver. Yeah. Thank you, honey. Thank you. That's, that's good stuff. All right, listen, we come back. That's uh, our story we can't get enough of. That's oh, so what a relief on this July 1st that uh, William and Harry unveiled the statue of their mom. Well, uh, today would have been her 60th birthday. And I have scrolled through all the London, the Daily Mail, the Sun, the Mirror, the Standard, the Guardian. Yes. Princess Diana statue unveiling Prince Harry and William all smiles as they reunite for the memorial. And it looked, and they were just not smiling. It looked like they were actually talking to each other as well. I can't tell you her. The, she is so happy right now from up above. Yes. I'm telling you what. I was so confused when I was watching it. It's a great. I mean, it's a great statue. I mean, her. Yes. And then I'm like, why do those kids look nothing like William and Harry? Well, apparently there are They're three not. children. They're the children of the world. <laughs> we posted the photo. It's I'm a like, famous. That kid doesn't look anything like either of the brothers. And the I thought the same thing, and I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to say. It's a famous sculpture. <laughs> like, okay. Ian Rank Broadly, he's right. a sculpture, and he there's actually three children. You can only it only looks like two, but there's, but one, there's be- one behind. Yeah. And um, it's he's an acclaimed artist that's produced the likeness of Queen Elizabeth, featured on all the UK and Commonwealth coins since 1998. I mean, it's excellent likeness of her, yes. And she's got a, a belt on, which is so 80s. And and the pleated blouse. Yes. It's kind of funny when you look at it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's been, he works with the royal family. He did something for Prince Philip. He's done a lot of stuff for the family. Yeah. But it's, um, it's quite lovely. It's quite lovely. And they were, you know, appeared to be talking. It's the first time, of course, they've seen each other just only two months ago. Because they right. just saw each other at their grandfather's funeral. And Diana's brother, Earl Charles Spencer, and and uh, Diana's two sisters uh, also arrived at Kensington Palace. And the three of them walked through the crowd, stopping to look at all these tributes. And so there were just a handful of guests, but they were smiling and uh, appeared to be laughing. And but a lip reader watching. Give us the big news. I know this is so exciting. Unveiling. What um, did the, the lip reader say? Well, the brothers walked into the garden together. Yes. With Harry saying to William, this is spectacular. Okay. Okay. And um, and then the next thing that they got, Harry saying to William that they would be okay. And William responded, but it's, impor- it's important we unveil it right. Mm-hmm. Do you see how heavy the crown weighs on yeah. old William's shoulders? You gotta he do it about from everything. left to right or top to bottom. And then William or kind of was like, I think we should do this where and Harry just said, Let's just yank it off and they both started kind of laughing at each other. Okay. So 
That's nice. Yes. So take it, a look at it. And uh, then there's other stories out there about Lori's showing I'm everyone. Showing for the YouTube crowd. Um, there's other stories out there about how um, Kate Middleton is reaching out more to Meghan Markle since the birth of their daughter, Lilibet. Good. I feel like this is a good move. And actually, in hindsight, I think it's really good that Prince Charles wasn't there because it forced yes. the brothers to have to face-to-face yes. talk to each other. Yeah, and you're stuff. right. And there had been rumors all week. That after this, which is their first time being together, meeting at the unveiling of the sculpture, that they were also going to hang out together and have another yeah. kind of face-to-face and try to... Yeah, because really, I don't things. think Diana would have wanted him oh, there. No, and I also think she wants her kids to get along. And, mm. and, you know, at the end of the day, that's what every parent wants and every family wants. And I think right. for the state of the monarchy, the British people want these two to get along because it's not good for their job, which why is it important anymore? Yeah, their joint Except for tourism. Right. Their joint statement said today on what would have been our mother's sixtieth birthday, we remember her love, strength, and character. She really was a young mom too, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, qualities that made her a force for good around the world, changing countless lives for the better. Every day we wish she were still with us, and our hope is that this statue will be seen forever. As a symbol of her life and legacy, and they planted like four thousand uh, flowering plants around, also the, area. around it looks in the area. Beautiful, the grounds. There's a 22 minute video available if you want to be bored. And and Harry has got uh, he's lost even more hair than what we noticed before, Julia. Okay, Grant, what did you call the back of his head? It's called a monkey butt. <laughs> now I don't think I've ever heard that before. Have you well, already? I know I haven't. Well, but think of when you look at monkeys and then their backsides, there's usually no hair there. So it's surrounded by hair, hair. and then skin. Right. right. And the old term of if you're not balding in front, just in the back, it's called a monkey butt. Yeah, kind of that time. Because right. Harry's got, you know, William is, you know, balderama at right. this point. But Harry's got a lot of hair still in the front and around the back. But his monkey butt has really, really grown since we saw it. it at the wedding, At we the were wedding. like we were in a panic and wanting him to do hair, hair transplants. Yep. Apparently, it must. He looks like a good candidate. Yes, he does. Oh, he's got a lot of hair in the back of his head. They could easily do it while he's on parental leave. Yeah, I just don't. Pluck it and put it I on. don't know. I don't think because the other person who I can't understand why they don't do this is Rafael Nadal, the tennis player, because he always had these locks of hair and everything. Yeah. The Spaniard, and he is totally balding on top. And yeah. I don't. I, it must just be an, a more of a American thing than it is the Europeans. Or maybe there's no vanity about That's their That's what I'm hair. saying. I yeah. don't think they care as much as Americans care. It's not an easy process from what I understand. It's it's quite a process when they have to take it from the back and plant it. It's not it that the... bad. We know people have done really? it. Really? It's yeah. not? It's, it's not so bad So, like, the recovery is you can sleep, shower, just yeah. fine? It's not bad oh, at all. okay. I listen, didn't know. We Compa- gave birth. Listen, I know, um, <laughs> I know somebody who did it in the 80s, a guy I went to college with, and that now like in 1985 that was his hair looked like he like i'd hooked a rug yes with his hair <laughs> like it was seed, so seed, obvious seed you yep. know seed. and that was super painful he but okay. he's glad he did it but then he redid it again when it got better techno but now i think the technology is really pretty good pretty good that's yeah. good to and hear. if you're a good candidate and i think it's the only thing being a good candidate is you need to have some hair that like, on, on the fringe the, on mm-hmm. the fringe on the bottom that they can replace yep and i would say he could get that done for fifteen thousand dollars if i'm just gonna guess but i it's gonna I'm, take two surgeries but again 
And Manicito would have amazing hair transplant people. Just ask Rob Lowe. He would know what doctor. I don't think well, I did. really well, think. Well, I don't know that he's done it, but he would know these Hollywood oh, yes, guys yes, all yes. get hair transplants. But he, I don't think it's a, I really don't think they have the same vanity with the hair like yeah. we do. Well, we really, it's a shame. We it's really, a shame. We're just an English person when we need them to weigh in we, on something. Right. If anyone knows what's happening, please tell us. Okay. But I'm happy that they look so happy. happy. I'm glad they, you know, were photographed without a buffer. That they Same. were both, you know, that was just nice. Take a look at the picture. So it's a nice way to go into the holiday weekend. Hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. All right. Listen, we come back. We're talking with one of our favorite authors, Julia S. Phillips, or, or Susan, or Susan. When stars collide, her new book. And, um, All right. Welcome to the July first edition of the Lori and Julia Book Club, and. We- we are so delighted to have one of our favorite authors coming back with us today, Susan Elizabeth Phillips, with her latest book, When Stars Collide, which is so fun. Susan, how are you? Hey, I put on makeup for you ladies today. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. You're looking good. I, I, oh, oh, man, I look fabulous, I got to tell you. Well, not really, but... <laughs> Oh, it was so good, and I just liked it it. so much. Give people the setup. Well, this is um, the diva and the quarterback when Mozart meets Monday Night Football. The um, we have a couple of really an interesting hero and heroine here. He is a fad. Walker Bowman Owens, and he is the Chicago Stars' backup quarterback, always number two, right? Yeah. She is Olivia Shore. She is an opera superstar, number one at the top of her craft, and she has a grudge. The two of them are trapped together on this tour to promote a luxury watch, and let's just say it's not going to go too well for a while. Oh, the sexual tension was so good. And it's so contemporary. I mean, I loved going on the private chats in this book. I love that they're, um, you know, out promoting a luxurious watch. It it made me think of the Breitling watch uh, campaign, and there was a story they were trying to get going that Charlize Theron and Brad Pitt were having something because when they did the campaign for that, you know, people were like, well, these two would make a great couple. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I got actually thought of the luxury watch because I watched one of my friends do an interview with uh, Tom Brady when he was promoting that watch, whose name I can't say that starts with Tag. Oh, Tag Hewer. Hewer, 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 Hewer or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is yeah. that how you got the idea? I, you know, I think all authors keep an idea file, and I was looking through mine, and I saw, I, you know, I always want an excuse to write another Chicago Stars book, but I absolutely refuse to do it if I don't have a great idea. So I'm looking through this idea file. I'm not seeing anything, and then I saw the file that had two words in it, opera singer. Mm. And once I saw that, I just broke out laughing because I kept thinking, oh, Football team, Chicago Stars. But the kicker was, my husband told me, I, he says, Susan, you cannot write any more quarterbacks. The Chicago <laughs> Stars already has more quarterbacks than any team in the NFL has ever had. Well, I got kind of missed by that. Like, how dare you tell me? So I walked, I kind of stomped off, okay? And I thought, I'll show him. I'll make this guy the 
backup quarterback. There you okay. go. Perfect. Because you have... that kind of un, that sort of that uh, that accident un, uh, sort of unfolded the whole plot of this thing to me with the number two. He's he has lived in people's shadows way too long. He doesn't want to do it any longer. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can understand that. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, she is who she is. Does she have to make herself smaller? The Cypress Star. It's such a good book. So we're just talking, if you're joining us, with the international best-selling, New York Times best-selling author, the queen of Because Life is Better with Happily Ever After, Susan Elizabeth Phillips, and her latest book in the Chicago Stars series, which you don't have to read any of the other books to enjoy this standalone book, is When Stars Collide. I, I sent you a note right after I finished it. I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I did. You just, that was so sweet. Oh, you just made my, I mean, when you can sit down with a book and you don't want to do anything else but finish it, that is a great book. And I was kind of, is kind of an interesting look into the world of opera. You same. know, you really made me, and I think Julia felt the same way too, be interested in opera in a way that I hadn't thought about. Was there a lot of research that you did or were you already an opera fan? No, not at all. Everybody in my family is a musician except me, and uh, opera is something that has never appealed to me because the plots are so over the top, and you know, grand opera is so grandiose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to dig in, and I had I found some really good sources. One of the uh, women at the, the Great Lyric Opera of Chicago helped me, and I ran into. I don't know if you've read any books by Megan Chance. She's a terrific writer. And uh, yeah, she's a friend of mine, and turns out she's an opera singer. Mm. Oh, so what was great about that was I could send her a couple of paragraphs, and another writer knows where you've where you've gone wrong. Plus, she had the background, mm-hmm. so Megan was really really helpful, and um, it was a fun thing to um, explore. Oh, by the way, you know the uh, habanero from uh, Carmen has a big part to do in this book yes because it's one of olivia's signature roles mm-hmm. and if you go to my facebook page from i think yesterday afternoon i posted a link to um uh, habanero being sung in this was my inspiration for that song wait till you see it and oh i'm so embarrassed i can't remember the the woman's name who sings it but it is so sexy and sultry and it was just hugely inspiring so that is on my facebook page if anybody wants to check it out we're, uh, yeah, we're going right now anna katarina antonacci from the royal uh, opera mm-hmm. yep yep and yeah the royal opera in london yeah oh um, cool you see how sultry she looks in that yeah. picture uh-huh. i even tried to describe the dress exactly oh my god Okay, can we just go back to how good your book is? You're such a good author. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, it is so much fun. Last summer, we had Dance Away With Me, which I sent to some people who were having some moods this year, and I said, this is just a great escape book. I mean, your books are great escape books. They're just so perfect. Well, and Dance Away With Me was a little more serious book. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that book. When And when I was done with it, it wasn't like I necessarily had an urge to write something more lighthearted. It was just that this idea came to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not as I think I've told you before. I don't have a master plan like some writers. I sort of go book to book looking for the particular inspiration, what what really interests me. 
and uh, that that Mozart meeting Monday Night Football absolutely tickled me. It, it just made me laugh, and I know that's always a good start when I'm getting ready to write if something really catches my attention and amuses me. Yeah, I would believe it. Okay, so we have to ask you something. So, um, there CNN did a a profile on Jackie Collins. It was a documentary. It was a documentary. Lady Boss yeah. about Jackie Collins. I didn't see it, but I did see references to it. Yes, so we're, so good. We just wanted to know, you know, because I just Julie and I were remembering about how influential we just were so in love with Jackie Collins, was particularly when Hollywood Wives came out and Lucky. Santangelo, and we just found it very inspirational to be, you know, in our late teens, early twenties, and just thinking, look at the, look at these amazing women. Yeah, and she was writing about some really, really strong women. Yes, um, and I also, when I was, when I was much, much younger, remember being so moved by Judith Cranz's book. Oh yes, yes. yes. The, these powerful women, but the, um, the current, what's happening in the romance market right now is just so fascinating because you see, I mean, we have a huge portion of the, of the, of the market. And I think women want to read stories about strong women overcoming the odds. They, they don't have to be, they don't have to, uh, to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, it's better if they're not, but we love those stories because they're, um, they say something about what we want to do with our own lives, I think. And and this is the reason. I mean, people make all kinds of cracks about the sex in the books, and some of the books are super sexy and some aren't. But I don't think that's the key to why readers are reading romance and women's fiction. They want to read these strong characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Susan, what percentage of, like, the book market right now is romance? You know, I haven't seen the latest statistics on that, uh, and, and I, I don't have that information, although Romance Writers of America usually publishes that on their website. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like um, it is a pretty high number. Yeah. Oh, it's a high number. I mean, it's a billion-dollar yeah. industry. But one of the things that's happening is, like, all of my books sort of straddle that line between romance and women's fiction, and I think it's getting tougher and tougher to figure What's romance? What's women's And why do they have to be distinguished? (laughs) Exactly. A good book is a good book. That's right. That is so true. You know, because it's also the same way where they've tried to put people in, you know, oh, it's chick lit or it's just a beach read. And it's like, well, what's wrong with that? When did those become uh, bad (laughs) Bad names or whatever? And it was kind of like, it was interesting in the Jackie Collins documentary, how much utter crap she got uh, oh, yeah. for even writing about sex, writing about strong women, writing about women taking ownership of their pleasure. I mean, and she was always calm, cool, classy, and had a really uh, remarkable, you know, temperament about all of it. But I just thought when I was watching it, I was just like kind of appalled. Yeah, well, I think a lot of that was coming from male critics. Yes, yes. Truly, it's not that they were being nasty. They just didn't get it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, over the years, have traveled with some of the um, book escorts who also, in the old days, used to escort um, Jackie Collins. And they used to tell the most wonderful stories about her. And they were all fond stories. I mean, she was terrific behind the scenes, too. It seemed like it. It seemed like it. And we know that you are behind the scenes, too. Now, is your sister listening today? 
excuse me? Is your sister listening today? Oh, oh, my sister. Yes, yes, yes. And she needs to send me new paint samples because the ones she showed me. <laughs> you know, when you text paint samples of your kitchen and try yes. to make a judgment through text, it's really hard. It, it does That work. really is hard. <laughs> oh. Oh, my gosh. All right. well, we, of course, are out of time, but we love, love, love your book, um, When Stars Collide, Susan Elizabeth Phillips. It just came out yesterday. People, you will love this book. And Susan, it is always so wonderful to talk to you, and I hope we talk soon. Thanks so much. Love talking to you, too. Thank Bye-bye. you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on July. Can you believe it's July? July 1st. Wow. And we were so glum last July, except that we were happy we could at least be outside. Yeah. You know, no but like kidding. everything was canceled and we knew it. And oh. so like nothing so, is canceled. And so Minnesota's good. at 70% vaccination. Which so is awesome. Yippee-yay. And a lot of people were happy today because... Uh, they want the a da- book? No, the Daily Mail <laughs> broke true. the news this morning <laughs> that Meghan McCain would be announcing that she was leaving... <laughs> The view two years ahead of her contract, and um, or not happy. Some people may have liked her. We don't know. Maybe well, there maybe. could right. be. You're there, right, there are people out there that may not like her and may like her. That's right, all. Right. Well, here's the deal. Meghan McCain is leaving. She says she's leaving to live in D.C. That the pandemic made her realize a new thing, and I am going to say that ABC. She had two years left on her contract, so she'll be here till the end of July. She says that basically, you know, uh, that she likes living in D.C. And um, but here's the thing about she the had view. a newborn baby last year, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. This is the first year since 1998 that The View was not nominated for anything in a daytime Emmy. Last year, they won Best informational show but she was on it last year the snub this year was devastating and you know the research that they do with tv shows and hosts and a month ago megan along with the other women they'd had a huge fight and the abc news exec called in whoopi joe all of them yeah to her office and megan stormed out of that meeting. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks after that, she and Whoopi really got into it. And she was very disrespectful to to Whoopi and however they, that they were talking. And again, apparently the ABC, this news president, Deborah something, Mm -hmm. uh, talked to Megan about it. And maybe there was, you know, I don't think they need a nutty conservative. She's too nutty. In her wide-ranging conservative views, they absolutely need to have a conservative. They could have even another conservative. But she swings so wildly in what her. It's her delivery, Lori. It's 100% her delivery. It's the problem that she can't maintain... Um, she's not able to articulate her point of view without getting bringing angry. up her dad, excited, yeah, getting it, bringing up her dad, being defensive, being de- yeah, yeah. Um, and I understand, you know, she is the solo conservative, and they could have more conservatives on the panel. But again, but that's been their mo for a long right. time. Right. But yeah. the other, but the thing is, they um, have been working via Zoom, so they're not sitting around a table anymore. You know, they haven't come back to that. They've all been in their own little areas, and it's. It's uncomfortable to watch when she goes off. 
and which is almost every day. Yeah. And so I can see how some I of don't the watch executives... It. I used to tape it, Lori. I quit taping it six months ago at least. And I think that her nuttiness gets the view a lot of attention. And But I think that in the research that they've done on on her, the fact they looked at there's no Emmy, mm-hmm. I half believe that the half of the execs wanted her to stay. Half of them, you know... The ones who are more fiscally, like, we don't want to pay her because she's two years left on the contract. Well, the other half was like, oh, please. Oh, yeah, don't go. While holding the door open for her right. and just going, go, 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 go. Because um, uh, the grief to dollar ratio, I think, with her was for a lot. And, you know, Whoopi was, out, well, you don't watch it, but Whoopi has been out with, she's using a walker. I heard and I, apparently I read that somewhere. Your, sci- your sciatica can be inflamed further by stress. Right. Okay. And so Whoopi was like, uh, the ladies were all pretty nice about it. Sunny Hostin was pretty funny. She said, um, Well, they're friends. She said, John McCain warned her in advance. He said, Listen, she's a pain in the, but, but he used yeah. the A word. And I mean, so he knew uh, he had his daughter's number. And, but he also uh, told her to take the take job. Take the job. And um, so anyway, I don't believe at all the source that told page six that ABC begged her to stay. And she said, no, I'm done. I feel like that's Megan's publicist because ABC's statement. Okay, what's it say? For the past four years, Megan has brought her fierce determination, vast political knowledge and experience to the view. And... Uh, this was a difficult choice she made for her and her family that we respect and understand. We wish the best for Megan as she plans her next chapter and thank her for her passionate voice. But I think they told her, you need to adjust your on-air behavior. And right. she talked it over with her husband. And she has to be who she is with all of her Cindy of Whoville hairdos. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't do it. I'm not going to be able to change who right. I am. They wanted her to stop being so defensive peevish because it Eighth they rate. have lost viewers yeah they have i mean because they were up to number one yeah and, and then um, no emmys yep again and i mean you quit watching them my I mom totally quit watching quit. them and i don't want to watch i like a discussion i don't like yelling that's like, how i feel about the housewives that's how yeah. I feel about a lot of things well and you know be interesting to see if they replace her with anna navarro and she's gonna serve out you know she's gonna serve out her sentence which she'll be mm-hmm. there until the end of july because they take the month off for august but i think that um it was a meeting of the minds that the best place for her to be would be to be somewhere else right and she agreed with the suits. And right. so it wasn't that they said she had to go, but she had to make some kind of concession that she wasn't willing to change. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's I think it's fine news. Yeah. So but you know, she was very unpopular, very contentious, very divisive. If the suits at ABC wanted to have the view trending once a week with the main message being, why do you keep Meghan McCain? The thing that, that I that did is not the good one, PR. The one thing that I did like about her is she wasn't afraid to speak her mind, which I None think was no, are. I know, but yeah. she just didn't. But some of the things she just would just go at things so hardcore, and 
Honestly, the only thing I'm really going to miss about her is her. I, I like seeing what she does with her hair. I've never seen somebody have more unattractive hairstyles as well as cute hairstyles mm-hmm. on a show ever. They can make her one day look so gorgeous and the next day look like what high school is she in? But she yeah. can say that has been my thing with her and even, you know, she even told Joy, I'll even miss you. I heard it. And yeah, you know, so it was, uh, I think she's going to have a blog called My Father Was John McCain and I've got something to say <laughs> because that was kind of everything right. that she had to say. She prefaces with that mm-hmm. and she really took a stand on something the other day that people were whoa really yelling at her yeah, about it it the part of it this is an entertainment show while we talk about serious stuff it's entertainment and if the entertainment makes the audience feel uncomfortable yeah 90% of the time yeah i you shut it off so yeah. i think yeah, i'm, I think I'm excited to out, see some new be, people i'll be curious to see yeah. who they were place yeah. her with. It would be uh, nice to have a new fresh voice. She that, did seem happy because I think totally, she did get exhausted. She got a nice, yeah. I yeah. think she is happy. Yeah. So good for her. Alright, good for her. We wish her well. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>